Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Amen. Good evening, friends. Good evening, family. How's everyone doing this evening? Is it good to be in the house of the Lord? Are we happy to be here? Then I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. I hope that um, you are enjoying the prayer series, the, 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 the nudge to pray more. And as we're engaging in the prayer series, and we've had the prayer week last week, the Pastor Greg referred to uh, times of prayer and fasting. Man, I hope that you're taking advantage of these times. And not only that, um, but that it, um, it, it, it spurs you on to more prayer. That it's not a seasonal, when we had that series, I did some praying. But that I have regular times in the presence of God. That I, I've learned to prioritize prayer in my life. I, I want to ask you a question as, as we're talking about prayer. Uh, is God sovereign? Is God sovereign? Okay, Pastor Greg is sure that God is sovereign. Are the rest of you sure? Is God sovereign? Okay, we agreed. God is sovereign. So, so, so what does that mean? Does God know stuff? He knows what I need before I pray for it. Maybe even before I know I need what I need. So if God is sovereign and he knows what I need, and he knows it before I know what I need, why do I still need to pray? Ever thought of that? What, what's the point? God knows this stuff. And sometimes people use this as kind of like an out, right? I don't, I don't really need to pray because, because God knows what I need. And we use this to, to do weird things in prayer, right? Because Yes, I pray. What do you mean when you pray? Well, I go into in the presence of God, and goes, God knows what I need. So my prayer life is, Lord, you know what I need. So, amen. That's not a prayer life. But then what is the point of praying if God already knows what I need? Why, why do you pray? Why do you pray? Tell me. To have relationship with God. Amanda, you great woman of God. To, to have relationship with God, we have to engage with Him. Ha, have you ever had a relationship with somebody that you just never, ever spoke with? <laughs> yep, somebody. <laughs> okay. I mean, we will pray afterwards. And we'll... <laughs> That's called a failed relationship. And yet we sometimes try to do this thing where we have relationship with God. But like, it's weird because we never talk. But no, no, we're in relationship. We know he knows about me and I know about him. And, and, and there's, I get the verse of the day on my phone. So I do the verse of the day. Uh, and he knows my needs and he knows what I need. So what need is there for me to pray? If I'm not prayerful, I'm not in relationship with him. And guess what? He actually doesn't know me. 
He doesn't know me. I say he, he doesn't. And I know he doesn't because Jesus talks about a time when he, when he will come back. And, and, and he will come back into the world. And, and, and the, the scriptures say that he will separate, says the sheep from the goats. And, 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 and he will separate some to his, left, to, to his left and some to his right. And those who are on his right are the chosen who are within his grace, who are to spend eternity with him. And those who are on the left are outside of his grace, outside of his mercy, and are not going to spend eternity in the presence of God. And, and, and the scriptures say that, that on, on, in that time, some, okay, this, this part, this is not scriptures. This is me in the book of imaginations. This is, in, 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 that, in that time when Jesus proclaims this, and some people are going, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get why I'm on the left. I, I, know, I know my life. I know the kind of life I lived. I kind of expected this. And, and, and there will be some within that left who are going, what? No ways. Me? No, not me, Jesus. You must be mistaken. I, I demand an audit. Why? Because I did stuff in your name. This part is scripture. It says, they all say, I did stuff in your name. I, I, I ran to the left and I ran to the right and I proclaimed your name. I, I cast out demons in your name. People were healed. I did stuff. I can't be on the left. And Jesus will say, you're a liar. Why? Because I never knew you. I never knew you. And so we had the accolades. We had the stuff. But because we were never prayerful and engaging in true relationship with him, he doesn't know us. And so what that tells us is that, is that the basis of our eternity is not the things that we do, it's who we are in the context of relationship with Jesus. That's who we are. And, and so we, we, we're going to come at the end of the age with all our accolades and all the stuff that we've done and all our works and the amazing things. And we come into the great throne room and the judgment seat of, of God and we go before him and we lay our stuff and we put it all there, and we're going, there we go. Check me out, Jesus. And Jesus is going, okay, okay, okay. And you know what the Bible says? It says that, um, that, that, that the works and the things and the accolades will be tested by fire. Be tested by fire. And only that which was of faith, only that which was empowered by the Holy Spirit will be able to stand the fire. Everything else will be burnt away. So we go into eternity feeling pretty good about ourselves, right? Because we, we've brought all the stuff and we've got the accolades and we, we've done the things. And we lay it all before Jesus. Check it out. And he says, okay, fire. And then we left with nothing. Why? Because we were not in relationship. How do we engender relationship? Pray. We prioritize prayer. Not a small amount of prayer. A lot of prayer. Not a seasonal kind of prayer, consistent prayer. Because it is in prayer that we get to know who Jesus is. And it is in prayer that we arrive at the point where he says, oh yeah, yeah, I know you. I know you. Of course I know you. We spent a lot of time together. You, you, you are my friend. How do I know? Because you prioritized me. You, you had access to me 
And guess what? I had access to you. We can't live a life where we are on paper Christians. And then that's the paper we're going to take to Jesus at the end of the age. We're going to take our contract before him. Jesus, I did the things. And because I did the things, I must have entry. That paper burns in the fire. And we have nothing left to stand on unless if we had relationship with the Father. And so we ought to prioritize prayer. Now, I don't know if they're getting me. Are you guys getting me? I don't know if they're getting me. Now, I, I want to I hand you guys over because I, I, I'm trying to shout. I'm trying to go this way and that way. I'm not getting any. I don't know. I'm not quite convinced. I want to hand you guys over to Neil. Neil, come, come up. Come on up here. And, and Neil is going to drive us home. But Neil is amazing and, um, and, and really has been delving in this word. And, uh, and, and you guys know Neil while he serves. He serves in, in, in the service. He's served in youth. He's served in discipleship. He's served in production. Um, I guess it, that means he runs this church. So, 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 so I think he's got a thing or two to say that may, maybe you'll hear what he has to say and go home and pray after this. Thank you. Guys, this man has my slides. This man said he's going to introduce me and then he read my slides and then he preached half of my sermon. So maybe we pray and we go home. Because what else can I do? Right, so let's do this. Hopefully you guys will make as much noise for me as well. Let's. <laughs> so I was just thinking about singing before I preach, right? To break the other sermon from the other sermon. But I don't know if there's people that can sing in the house. Yo, 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 guys. Can we talk? Think of this as a conversation, right? I can hear you, you can hear me. I can, you're not even wearing a mask. I can see your lips. So please talk to me. So there's a song that says, it's God's will that every need be supplied, right? Do you guys know the song? Young people, you know us old people. We. So the song goes a bit like this. It is his will. That every need be supplied. Okay, it's fine. Never mind. It's cool. It's cool. So, right, as Pastor Rick was saying, there's no way we can call ourselves Christians if we don't have a relationship with God. And there's no way we can have a relationship with God unless we spend time in the Word. And there is no way we can say we know God's will unless we stay in the Word. And if we say that we love God and you don't spend time in the way, then we're lying. Okay, I'll keep the voice down. So there's a scripture that says that if we say we love God but we hate our brothers and sisters, we're lying to ourselves, right? But also, Lerego taught me the book of imagination. So in the book of imagination, I, I would imagine that we are lying to ourselves if we say, we love God, but you don't spend as much time with God as we do with our friends and family. Let's try again. Unless we spend time in the presence of God, then we are lying if we say that we have a relationship with God. There's this one man, his name is Jesus, right? 
He left the throne. He had access to the Father every single day. He came down here. What did he do? He continued with the very same relationship. He said, every day I'll spend time with you because I know that I'll be lying if I say I hear from you unless I spend time with you. I might have seen all the plans that you had for this earth. I might have been the word in the beginning, and I might be the word now. I might even be the word after the earth is complete. But unless I spend time with you, even when I'm on earth, then everything else is null and void. Because how do we separate the Father from the Son? We can't. And if we do, then already the system is broken. We're going back to the very same story of Adam and Eve. Then if Jesus comes, he's like, yo, I ain't going to pray today. It's nice. I'm going to chill with the disciples. Then God will be like, then why did I send you? Are you there to do your own will or is it about my will? Again, we're lying if we say we know the will of God. Unless we sit down at the feet of God and ask him, what is your will for my life? And what is your will for this nation? What is the will? What is your will for the world? Because a lot of us, we come before the Father, we say, God, let your will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. God be like, what will are you talking about? You don't even know my will. You're wasting your time because you say, let your will be done. And God says, okay, cool, what's my will? Then what are you going to say to the Father? Well, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I do know, but what is my will? And unless what we do here on earth glorifies God, unless what we do here on earth is about God's will and the relationship with God, then maybe we need to revisit the way, I'm a, the word rather, I'm a Christian. Because the very same Christian, um, the very same Christ that we say that we want to be like him, he came down to earth and he prayed. He was in pain, he prayed. He was happy, he prayed. He was excited, he prayed. He was not feeling well at some point, I believe. Like God be like, Jesus, kill my leg. <laughs> and then he prayed, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is, there is no way we can live on this earth without the presence of God. And for us to even claim that we've been at the feet of Jesus, there has to be a conversation. And for us to even say that, hey God, I'm your child, I'm coming to heaven one day when I die, you're going to be bored because you don't talk to him here. Because then God would be like, hey, uh, what's my first name? You'd be like, uh. And now you meet Adam and Eve somewhere, I hope they are there. And Eve be like, yo, I'm Eve, and you'd be like, nice meeting you, I know nothing about you because I don't read my word. And you seek and you say, God, at your word you say we'll be healed. God said, which word are you talking about? When last did you even read that word that you're talking about? So, prayer is the open admission that without Christ, we can do nothing. So if you find yourself doing everything without prayer, you're basically saying, God, I don't need you, I can do everything on myself. You're actually saying to God, hey God, I'm nice, I'm chilled, I don't need you. I have a plan, I have an idea of what I need to do. Yeah, it might be hard, it might take 100 years, but I'll do it by myself. Where else God is saying, come sit at my feet. And I'll tell you all the secrets that you need to know about what you're trying to do. Because I know it all. 
right? Psalms 24 says that the world is the Lord's and everything in it. And then when you come, sorry white people, when I means you. <laughs> and then you come and you're like, hey, I know this is your world and everything in it, but I'm going to choose what I give to you because I can do it on my own, right? Not only that, praise an expression of faith in God's power, fueled by a desire to have more of him in your life. Amen. If you want to have a relationship with Jesus, the word is great. But then there's this thing, guys, that I don't like. It's called moment of silence. What is moment of silence? Imagine if you're God, right? And then everyone else is having a moment of silence. It's awkward. You're also quiet and chill. You're waiting for them to say something. Because unless we open our mouth and confess with our mouth and speak to God with our mouth, then everything else we're doing is imagination. God might, not, might know what you're thinking. God might see what you're going through at the time. But unless you say, hey, God, I am not feeling well, God be like, I'll wait for you to say because you have so much pride that you don't want to ask. You have so much pride that you don't want to ask. A lot of us now in this room, there's things that could have happened before COVID in our lives. But because of our pride, because of our lack of reference for God, because you don't want to run to Christ and say, hey God, hey Jesus, this is what I'm going through. You're still praying for the same things that you prayed for before COVID. Guess what? God has already answered the prayer. He said no. But because you don't spend time in prayer, you don't spend time in his presence, you're still crying for the same thing that God said no to. Because now you're not praying God's will, you're praying your will. So you're imposing your will on God's will. And you're saying, God, I don't know what your will is. Here's my will. Give it to me. And God be like, okay, cool. You God, right? I'll chill. If you want your will to be done, then do it your way. And nothing will happen until we repent. Nothing will happen until we sit at the feet of Jesus and say, Hey God, what is it that you want for me in this season? Here's a question for you. Do you know the will of God for your life? Do you know the will of God for your life? How many things have you prayed for for many years and those things don't come um, to realization? And you still press on to the very same prayers because you've seen what God has done for other people. And yes, God is doing it for them because it is his will for their life for those things to come to realization. But because you don't sit at the feet of Jesus, you sit at the conversations of others and testimonies of others to know what God has done for them, then your will of your life is cancelled altogether. And it's not even cancelled by God, it's cancelled by you. Because God says, hey, I'm ready. And you're like, I'm not ready. God, I know it's nice for me to pray and sit at your feet, but don't worry, I got this. And God be like, okay, I love you so much that I won't impose on you. It's not coming out of hatred, but it's because I love you and I won't impose myself on you. And when you're ready, as my child, you come to me and say, hey, Dad, <laughs> you were right. I was wrong. Okay, how do we do it? And God will be like, you see, this thing could have taken you one minute to fix it. Now it's 2022, and you started praying in 2016. 
And not only that, your heart has been broken for so many years because you keep praying for the same thing. Not only that, you have depression, anxiety, and all those kind of other mental health sicknesses, and not because it's biological or not because it's psychological, but because your mind and your heart have been breaking so consistently over time. That whatever happens in your heart, then it comes with a bit of bitterness. Why? Because we don't want to pray. Because we don't want to pray. I'm like this. I jump slides because time, right? So listen to this. Parents that have kids, they know this very well. Well, we were kids before, all of us. So when you are two years old, you don't reason as someone that is 20 years old, right? So you come to your mom as a, actually, forget about it. Mothers, I love you. Let's talk. Gents, take note. So now, parents know that this is a child that is crying because their nappy is wet. The child is crying because the child is hungry. The child is crying because um, the child has fallen. So as a mother, as a parent, you know very well why your child is crying, right? But then when your child is 10 years old and they cry and they're not saying anything, it's going to be frustrating for you because you see you're able to reason and you're able to speak, but you're just crying and you're not saying anything to me. So this is how God feels about us as well. Because the certain prayers that God answered when we were 2 years old and we were 10 years old, when we were 15 years old, but at this time when we come to God and cry about the same thing that happened back then, there's a chance that God will tell us that we need to grow up. Because God will say to you, you need to grow up. You're able to reason. I cannot move with you the way that I moved with you 10 years ago. I cannot move with you the same way I moved with you when you got saved. I cannot move with you the same way that you want me to move with you unless you spend time in my presence, in prayer, and in the word. So if your relationship is broken because of prayer, then why else are you calling yourself a Christian? Because you're not doing Christian things. Christian things is to do what the Father said we should do. And if the Father said to Jesus himself that, hey, you need to pray so that we can chat and we do not pray and speak to God, then we're lying. Well, maybe I'm too harsh, but let's try it again. (laughs) Then you're deceiving yourself, right? So now a lot of us, we're not praying because of sin. Because sin is not an accident. We know very well when you're going to sin if you read our word. We know very well if you're going to sin if we spend time in community. But then because of a sin, then we stop praying to God because we know very well what we did. Not because we, we look at God as this big, gigantic thing or someone that will rebuke us for everything that we do. When we sin, then we stay away from him. Some of us is guilt. We know what we did. You all know what you did, I'm joking. <laughs> we know what we did and we're thinking, oh, I'm going to go to God, right? And then we're like, oh, cool, I got the courage. And then you sit there and you're like, dear Lord. And then he's too quiet. You're like, let me play music. <laughs> and then you play a worship song and then your guilt starts going down bit by bit, right? You're like, Malibo, Gama, Malibo. And it's nice. You're enjoying yourself. And you feel like, okay, the guilt is gone. You're like, okay, cool, I'm done. You don't even pray anymore because what you went to the Father for doesn't feel as strong as it used to. And then you spend a lot of time thinking, okay, I'll go back next week. And the thing about guilt is that it goes and it comes back. 
thing about guilt is you're going to be in the presence of someone that needs prayer, and before you lay your hands on them and they're sick, you feel the guilt comes back. The devil reminds you. And then now you are disturbing what the will of God is for people to be saved. Okay, you can write it down. That's the first one I gave you, the will of God. Salvation, right? Oh, there's people that are overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed because of anything else, but because life happens. And there's a point where you feel like, yo, I want to pray, but there's a lot happening in my life. And you, you bow down before God. Nothing comes out of your heart because now you waited to be overwhelmed before you speak to the Father. And God will still chill and wait for you and be like, okay, I see, you. I see what you're feeling right now, but I want you to open your mouth. I know what you're going through, but I want you to speak to me. Because then I cannot impose anything on you because I love you, right? And then self-condemnation. The Bible said, therefore, there is no condemnation to... Ah, yay. I told you, read your word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try again. Confidence, Nyan. Therefore, there is no condemnation to? There's a test next week. So anger and grief. God really knows what we're going through. And grief comes as a reason for a loss, right? And loss is not only death of people that we love or other people. Sometimes the death of a career, death of a dream, death of whatever else you can think of, loss of money, whatever, right? And then here you are, you are so hurt that you're actually even angry with God. You are so hurt that you're even angry with God. And God is like, if only you knew why you lost the thing. But how would you know? Unless you come and speak to me. How would you know unless you come and speak to me? Because then you go to the Father and say, God, okay, during COVID, I lost my job. During COVID, this happened. Or actually, let's talk about this. I lost my girlfriend and my boyfriend left me and I loved him and he promised me the world and everything, right? And God be like, okay, I hear you. You know how much I love you, right? But the problem with you is that you're replacing me with that person. You had no relationship with me because you found refuge in this person. When you're supposed to kneel down and speak to me about matters of your heart, yes, you did. You prayed and you said, God, I will not go that direction anymore because in your word you said I'm not the, the, I'm the head and I'm not the tail. And God be like, okay, yeah, you don't know the scripture, well, but continue. Right? And then, and then in the morning you wake up, and then this guy is standing here, right? He says, we go in this direction tomorrow. The very same prayer that you prayed last night, and God said, let's go that direction. You won't remember it, because this guy that you love so much, when you're with him, you forget about everything that God has spoken to you about. So now God said, okay, I'll take him away from you. Because I've created you for the kingdom. I didn't create you so that you can enjoy momentarily things here on earth. But then because now, obviously matters of the heart, you know. <laughs> now your heart is so broken and you feel like, yo, 
Ndiamtanda lo boy. Right? You actually forget to even sit at the feet of Jesus. Because now your whole identity is around this girl or this guy. And God be like, let's just try it for a season. I'm going to take him away from you. Let's see what happens in your life. And then you start spending time for those that are in connect groups. If you're not, you will raise your, you raise your hand just now. So now you start spending time with people in your connect group, right? Then it's nice. You, you're sharing testimonies. You're praying. Um, you, you're going out. You're doing things together. And you actually start realizing a pattern of growth in your life. And when you start realizing a pattern of growth in your life, you start realizing that actually, had, I not, had it not been for the Lord removing this person from my life, I'll still be stuck in the same situation that does not glorify him. Therefore, again, is it our will or is it the will of God for our lives? Compartmentalize, right? So now, there are certain places where we're like, okay, God, I've been a Christian for so long. This here is for me to have. And then this, and you're like, nah, that's too close. And you're like, God, when I need you, I'll come here. That is for me. This is for you. When I'm tired of crying and being hurt and, and doing all things by myself on my own, then maybe I'll walk towards you. Because it is familiar where we are right now. And it's hard for us to leave everything there and come to the Father and sit at his feet. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. So with everything that we've spoken about, God will be like, okay, cool, I've had, I, I see what you're going through. But the only thing that you need to do is to come to me. Let's settle it. Let's settle the matter. I know you, you've done everything that you could. I know you have guilt, you have shame, you have pain, um, the sickness in your life that you know where it comes from, and there's all the brokenness that is happening in your life. And it's like, come. Let's settle the matter. Come. How are you going to come if you don't want to pray? Think about it. Then you walk to God, you come, and then you sit here. Sharp a moment of silence. And God be like, I didn't call you to come sit here and have a conversation with you. What is it that you've done? You're like, hey, God, so last year, okay, let's play worship song again. And then you feel better. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. How many, of, how many of us don't sleep at night because there's no rest in our souls? How many of us don't even understand the concept of rest? Because even when we, re- we try to rest, there's a lot of things running in our minds. How many of us are actually saying that, look, I have a time with God and my soul is so nice that my rest is in Christ at all times. So unless we know and understand how to pray before the Father, we're always going to have these issues. 
If your soul is restless, everything else is going to be messed up in your life. If your soul is not in a good place, everything else is going to be a mess. Because even something as simple as, hey, how are you today? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> and even if someone says, I actually want to know what's going on in your life, and you ask them a simple question, have you prayed about it? So simple. Have you prayed about it? What's going to be your answer? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, no. <laughs> so before I actually even continue there, so during, there's a, Balisa, please come. So there's a time when we're praying for Balisa, right? She'll tell a story. But the only way and the only reason, please come, the only reason that she's able to have this testimony is because she took action so that we can pray with her. Batat. Good evening, church. Um, so I've struggled with ovarian cysts for quite a while, and because of them, I've had two operations to get rid of them, um, the recent one being last year. So this year, again, I started having pain that was very similar. I went back to the doctor, and she said, unfortunately, it's back. So we tried all sorts of um, medication, but it just got bigger and bigger. And then we had the conversation around possibility of infertility. The last time I saw her, she gave me three options. She's like, the first option, we have another op, we remove your ovary, because it's going to predispose you to cancer if you keep having these cysts. Second option is to stop the function of your ovaries, so you'll go into early menopause. Last option is to pray. I'll be honest with you, prayer was not the ideal decision because I felt like I was scared, I was tired, and I was just in a lot of pain. Um, nonetheless, I decided to pray. And um, Neil would know, I think everyone I could tell, I just told. I was like, guys, please pray for me. I need a breakthrough. And because God is so gracious and because prayer really works, I stand here today, the cyst has disappeared without any medical intervention. And including that, both my ovaries are now healthy. So guys, God is gracious, he's a faithful healer, and prayer really works, even if it's the only thing you do. Thank you. Amen. Can you rise? Thank you. So if you're in this room today, and you know for a fact that your life would be different had you spent time with God, if you're in this room and you know for a fact that you've prayed for the very same thing for many years and nothing has changed. If you're in this room today and you feel like, God, I want to have a testimony as well. Because why does it benefit me to be quiet about this thing? Why does it benefit me to live the very same life that I was living 10 years ago? Why does it benefit me 
to call myself a Christian, but I don't have the benefits of being a child of God. Why does it benefit me to come to church every single Sunday and go home the very same way and nothing changes? Father, I pray for your people. Father God, I pray that you may minister to your people, Father God, as they think about their lives, Father God. Think about every wonderful and great thing that could have happened in their lives had they spent their time in your presence, O oh God. Father God, I pray that you remove everything that they prayed for that it is not in line with your word and a purpose for their lives. Father God, I pray that they may know that they're living a lie unless they spend their time in your presence through prayer in the name of Jesus. Father God, even as we stand at your throne, Father God, we pray that you may start, Father God, speaking to them, showing them areas of their lives that requires your presence, O oh God. Areas of their lives, Father God, that they require, Father God, you, them to sit at your feet, Father God, and just hear from you, O oh God. So, Father God, I pray that may their lives never be the same again. Father God, I pray that they may go back to their prayer journals and start questioning which ones are their will and which ones are your will, O oh God. So if you're here and you feel like you, you want us to pray for you because you want a transition in your life, you want a transition from your current prayer life to the prayer life that God intends for your life, please raise your hand. See those hands. I see those hands. If you're saying, God, there is no need for me to be alive today if I'm not going to spend my time in your presence and pray. And if you're in this room as well and you feel like, okay, I have a prayer journal, but as you were talking, there's certain things that need to move out of my prayer journal. I need to cancel them because I know that these things in here are not the will of God for my life, but I inherited them from seeing how other people do life. Please raise your hand as well. I see those hands. And if you're in this room and you say, God, I've lived my whole life claiming to be your child, claiming to have a relationship with you, but I know for a fact that I've been living a lie. So God, I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior, whether for the first time or I'm recommitting my life back to you. Please raise your hand as well. I see that hand at the back. I see that hand at the back as well. Father, we thank you for your people that they raise their hands in faith because they know and they understand, Father God, that why does it please them, Father God, or why does it help them to gain the whole world and lose their souls? So, Father God, they present their souls before you this evening, Father God. They say, hey, this is me and I'm running back to the Father because on my own I'm lying to myself. Father God, we thank you for your people. So, firstly, I'd like to ask the people that raised their hands to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior to come to the front so that we can pray for them. 
If you raised your hand saying, I want to have the relationship with this Jesus, please come to the front. Let us pray with you. Let's celebrate them as they come to the front. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. You can do better. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your children coming into your kingdom. Friends, can I ask you to just turn and and face me? Because I'm going to help you to pray. This moment is a special moment. This is... The scripture tells us that when a child of God repents, in fact, it says when a sinner repents, well, we were all sinners and had to repent. In the book of Luke, it tells us that the angels in heaven celebrate is celebrate when a child of God comes into relationship with Him. Scripture also tells us that when we acknowledge Jesus in front of other people, not not Jesus in my heart, I'm going to pray and 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 you. It's between you and me. No, you guys are saying no in front of people. I will say I need Jesus. And when we do that, that Jesus, he acknowledges us before the Father. The converse of that is true. When we deny Jesus before people, the Bible tells us he also denies us before the Father. But for you guys, he looks at, he's standing with the Father. He says, he says, this one, Father, this one is mine. This one is mine. This one is mine. She is mine. This one is mine. I know them. Why? Because you have chosen to not be ashamed of Jesus, but to say, I am, I am declaring with my life that I want to surrender my life to Jesus. That's beautiful. Well done. You are courageous, and you are courageous, and you are courageous, and you are courageous, and you are courageous. We honor you for being brave and for making this decision. I'm going to lead you in a prayer and ask you to pray with me. We're going to join in because this is a family moment and because we love the fact that you've made this decision. And so I want to ask you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I choose today to repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse me of all my former ways. Make me more like you. I pray that from today, for all eternity, I will never be the same again. I choose to be your child. I believe that you died on the cross for me. That you rose from the dead that you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I have eternal life today because you rose again. In Jesus' name, amen.